say amen. Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the saints say hallelujah? Are you free indeed? In his love and his grace. Now we can abide beneath his smiling face. What a blessing today to be in the house of the Lord. To sing and to praise his holy name. What a blessing to be here today. We thank God for one more time to be in the house of the Lord today. To we give him all the honor and the glory and the praise. Thank God for Sister Angel Williams today leading us in devotion. And Brother Eric and Brother David and the musicians. And even Randy as an usher today. Amen. 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 Thank God for your presence here today. And just being in the house of worship. And remember those who are here today. Many are out for various reasons and sick and whatever things. But let's be a praying people. Let's pray for one another. Amen. Amen. That God will bless us and take care of our needs. Continuing on our theme, the Christian experience, look at our passage of scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, we'll read verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 1, we read from the New King James Version. It reads, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of scripture We'll look again in the Gospel of St. John, John chapter 8. We're going to begin reading at verse 12. John's Gospel, chapter 8. I'm going to begin reading at verse 12. When you find it, say amen. John chapter 8 and verse 12, we read, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone. But I am with the Father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. Then they said to him, Where is your Father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. These words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come this morning i want to share with us briefly from the subject the christian experience enlightened by jesus enlightened by jesus let us pray heavenly father we bless you today we thank you lord for your goodness and your blessings and your favor in our lives we thank you lord that you are still seated on the throne in heaven lord as Isaiah says, your throne is in heaven, but yet your, the earth is your footstool, Lord. We thank you that you rule everything, Lord. And we bless your holy name. 
Now today we've come, Lord, to hear your eternal word. We worship you in song. We worship you in prayer, Lord. We're going to worship you in the sharing of your eternal word. We pray for your healing touch today on those who are sick, Lord. Those who have cares and are burdened down, Lord. We pray that you lift burdens today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your healing take place even now, Lord. Not because I am who I am, because you are who you are, Lord. You are the Lord who is strong and mighty. You are the Lord who is mighty in battle. You are the Lord who is our healer. You are the Lord who is our peace, Lord. You are our peacemaker, Lord. Most of all, we usually give you our friend, Lord. You are a friend that sticks closer than any brother, Lord. So come stand by us today. Come meet with us today. Come dwell within us, O Lord, among us, Lord, and have your way. We bless you today, for it's in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And every heart said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our supper today is the Christian experience, enlightened by Jesus. Each time we share from this theme, and, and I hope, I hope we're beginning to realize how important it is for us to know Jesus Christ for ourselves in our daily lives not just on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. but in our everyday life on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday I want us to live out the Christian experience the people that we know the, the places that we go the things that we do I want us to reflect the fact that we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because the important word in this theme is Christian that we be Christ-like Every day of our lives. And I, I don't want us to, to think that, you know, I'm trying to embarrass anybody by saying that. But I want us to really let that sink down in our hearts and minds that we want to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and our personal Savior. Not just something that Grandmama told us years ago, sitting around the room, but to really know him in our hearts. So that, as the old songwriter say, take the name of Jesus with you. No matter where you go, you can have Christ living on the inside of you. Not as a story, but as life within you, the hope of glory. Because when Christ is in you, you can take him anywhere. You can take him everywhere. You can take him, he'll be with you all the time. Even, as the old song says, in the midnight hour. The Lord is nigh. In the midnight hour, he'll hear your cry. The Lord has promised and his word is true. Keep on praying. He'll answer you. Don't, don't always live your life depending on grandmama's prayers. You need to learn how to pray for yourself and have Christ in your own life so that when you need him most, you'll know him for yourself. We're talking today about the Christian experience, enlightened by Jesus. In our Old Testament passage of scripture in, in Isaiah, I want us to understand that this is a way of us understanding the plan of God. To know him for ourselves. To not merely, you know, have, as I, as I said before, a ticket to a football game and just sit on the outside and everybody else is going in. And when the band plays and the, and the crowd roars, and you don't know what's going on because you're on the outside. But you need to know him for yourself. To know his plan for your life. How he wants to, to lead you and guide you even through every trouble or trial in life. Isaiah 40 and verse 1 says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended. Her iniquity is pardoned for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God's plan is that your sins be forgiven. Not that you live in sin every day and hope that your good outweigh your bad. But you know Jesus Christ has forgiven you. See, when you know something, you can feel better about it. 
The guilt is gone because, you know, history is still there. But the guilt and the shame is gone because you have been forgiven of your sins. And it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, no matter where you are on this journey, you can start living for Christ today. No matter what you did in the past, you can start right now doing what God wants you to do. Living to please him. Even though you may feel like you're in the desert of life, God can make that desert an oasis. Start you on the path to new joy, new hope, new, new experiences, because you are now living for Jesus Christ. It says, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, no matter what happens in your life, there are going to be some difficult days. But every valley can be exalted. The mountain and the hills can be brought low. No matter what's going on, you want Christ to be with you in your journey. Even in the low places of life, you want Christ to be with you. The crooked places shall be made, made straight and the rough places smooth. See, you know, you know, there are times in this life we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. But when you have Christ with you, he can lead you through those places, those crooked places, those rough places. He'll be with you to lead you and to guide you. And the good news is that, as the scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. These things we go through are not permanent. We're passing through this life. And we want Christ to be with us so that we can see the glory of the Lord. Because verse 5 says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, God wants to show you off so that somebody else can see and know that God does save. God does heal. God does deliver. He is a friend like no other. He does hear and answer prayer. His glory shall be revealed in your life and mine so that we can realize the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken, and our flesh shall see it together. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Enlightened by Jesus. Let's look at John's gospel. John's gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And we know the story of him coming to earth. But we want you to know that he was also God with us. One songwriter said he was Emmanuel. That means that he was with us. He came in the flesh to prove that we can live in this world. Going through all the trials and the burdens and, the, and, and things that we go through, he came to show us that, yes, you can live in this world to please God. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would, what? would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what Jesus has come to give us. So we can truly be called the children of God. To be Christ-like, to be Christian. That's where the word Christian comes from. Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And we need the anointing of his spirit living within us every day so we can prove that we are his children. And today our lesson is coming from John chapter 8. After last, last Sunday we talked about the woman who was caught in the issue uh, of adultery. And so Jesus is continuing to talk to those, those Pharisees and let them know that you need to know who I am. And our subject today is the Christian experience enlightened by Jesus. And the word enlightened means to furnish spiritual understanding or to inform or to make something known. And I want us to know that we need to know Jesus Christ for ourselves. See, the Christian experience is not a mystery to you when you know Jesus Christ. 
You know that he can save. You know that he can heal. You know he can bring you out of darkness into the marvelous light. You need to know that for yourself. It should not be a fairy tale that Jesus Christ can change your life. It shouldn't be something that grandmom and mom and great grandmama know. But something that you and I need to know. We need to be enlightened by Jesus Christ. We need to understand the things of God from the word of God. So that we can know Jesus for ourselves. And we are, those of you who study history, you know there was a period of enlightenment. Where men sought to learn and to, to, to reason things out for themselves. It was no longer good enough for just the elite class to know things, but everybody needed to know things. And I want to say to us as believers, we need to be enlightened by Jesus Christ to know his plan for our lives. Don't let somebody tell you a story. They can tell you anything. It's better to know it for yourself, to know that Jesus has a plan for your life. Let's look at John chapter 8, beginning at verse uh, 12. The first thing I want us to do and in being enlightened by Jesus, we, we need to walk in the light. Walk in the light. Look at John chapter 8 and verse 12. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said to him, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. See, we can choose to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. He is here willing and, and waiting on us to show us his plan for our lives. We don't have to walk in darkness. And when we talk about light, light is, is understanding. Light is knowing about who Jesus is. Light is truth. Light is, is knowledge. And so Jesus wants us to walk in the light. Not to, to wander in darkness. And we see the, the Pharisees, after Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he who falls after me should not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Immediately the Pharisees showed that they were still in darkness. They said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. So they had decided not to believe that Jesus said who he, he was who he said he was. And so many people today choose to be in the dark. You can talk to them about Christ. Tell them your testimony. Tell them the word and they just can turn and walk away and say, well, I don't want to believe that. People choose to walk in darkness because the light of the gospel is all around you. The, the Bible says that even the, the creation proves that there is a God. Look at the trees outside. Think about how the weather has changed just in the few, last few days. It was nice and 70 one day and then 30 degrees the other night. And now it's warm again. That lets you know that you and I couldn't do that. Now you know for yourself, if you could handle the weather, it would always be sunny. And it might be raining on your friends and your enemies. You would handle the weather the way you wanted it to. But God is in control of these things. And that lets us know that we need to walk in the light. Not walk around blindly and, 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 and being ignorant in our own decisions. You can choose to walk in the light or choose to walk in darkness. And I want us as believers to choose to walk in the light. We're talking about being enlightened by Jesus Christ. Look at uh, 1 John chapter 1 and see how we need to walk in the light. 1 John chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. It says, this is the message which we have heard from him. And declare to you 
that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, we're talking about walking in the light today, being enlightened by Jesus Christ. See, this scripture lets us know that if you don't walk in, in the light, it's your own fault. You choose to walk in darkness. You choose to ignore the scripture. You choose to ignore everything that God has made to, to show you how much he loves you. We want to choose to walk in the light. And, and not only that, it says if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, walking in the light means that not only do I walk with God, but I walk with you. I get along with you. You ever seen people who seem to be, they, 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 they get into it with everybody? They're always creating arguments, always creating conflict, always starting confusion. They're not walking in the light. See, we were walking in the light. We get along with one another. We help one another. We, we build up one another. That's what I want us to be about here at Shadydale, us building up one another. As I've been talking about harmony and unity, harmony means we love one another. Unity means we work well with one another. We can work together. When we work together, we can do some great things. So let's walk in the light and experience the, the, the fellowship of the saints of God. Let's walk in the light. The second thing I want us to see today in John chapter 8 is that we need to walk in truth. We walk in the light and we need to walk in truth. Let's look at verse 14. Jesus answered and said to them in John 8, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. See, we need to walk in truth. See, it's important to understand the power of truth. See, it's kind of hard to, divide, to define truth. You know, you spend time trying to think about, you know, how can I explain the truth? Truth is just the truth. So when you go to the, to the courthouse and they put your hand on the Bible, they say, what? I want you to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God. So you want to be able to tell the truth. There is power in the truth. And when you live and walk in the truth, you don't walk in darkness. And another, the good thing about the truth is you're not easily uh, misled. So if you don't know the truth, somebody can tell you, well, it's raining outside. Come on. See, the sunlight shining through the window. But if you walk in darkness, you'll believe what anybody tells you. You'll be tossed about to and fro like children, tossed by the wind, by anything that anybody says. But we need to walk in the truth. So Jesus is saying here, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is true. For what? I know where I came from and where I'm going. See, it's important for you to know who you are. 
See, people can tell you who you are. They say you're a liar, you're a bad person, you're a swindler, you're this, you're that. But if you know Jesus Christ, you will know who you are. Don't let other things define you because you need to know the truth about yourself. God is the one that made you. And he, when he made you, the Bible says it was good. All of creation was good when God made it. It wasn't until the devil lied that lying and sin came into the world. You need to understand that today. We need to walk in truth. And when we walk, we walk in truth, it's knowing the word of God for yourself. What does the word say? We are what? More than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So if you are going through trials and tribulations in life, then say, you know what? I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not a loser. You know, uh, going through school, some people would tease you and say you're a loser. You, they put the little L on their head and say you're a loser. You're not a loser. If you know who you are in Jesus Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You're not just like the team that wins the game, but you are more than a conqueror. You are a champion. You are an overcomer. The songwriter says be an overcomer. Only cowards yield when the foes they meet on the battlefield. We are blood-bought princes of the royal host and must falter not. Nor does it. We're not cowards on this journey. As believers, we are more than conquerors. We didn't know who we are and where we're going. And Jesus knew who he was and where he was going. But the Pharisees, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't know who he was. All they knew was to criticize him. And many times when you know who you are, that's when you get a lot of criticism. People criticize you and say, well, uh, nobody else has ever done anything like that before. Why do you think you can do it? Because I know who I am and where I'm going. Because I'm walking in the truth. So Jesus goes on to say, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. And see, many people, you know, always talk about judging one another. Say, don't judge me. But the reality is that the reason why we shouldn't judge people is because we judge by the flesh. We judge in our own emotions and our own feelings. Our own thoughts. If I was in that situation, this is what I would do. But see, the reality is you don't know the situation. So there's no need for us judging. Because many times we're judging by the flesh, by our emotions and our feelings. And Jesus said, I don't judge that way. I judge because I'm with God and God is with me. You ever heard anybody say, you know, are you with me? Are you with me in understanding what's going on? The same way that's what God wants us to have. He wants, he wants us to be with him. With him in our circumstances, in the issues of life. Just like with the woman who was brought to Jesus. You know, it was good that, that Jesus was with God. Because his, God is not here to condemn people. So when you're with God, you're not going around with a condemning mindset saying that everybody's guilty. Help me, Holy Ghost. Because so many people want to say that we're all sinners and we're all bound to do something wrong. Well, that means you're not with God. You know, you don't have a, a godly mindset to walk in the truth. The truth says you can be forgiven of your sins and walk in the light as he's in the light. And we can have fellowship one with another because the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. We need to walk in truth. And so Jesus is letting us know how we can be enlightened. We can be enlightened when we know the word of God and when we walk in the truth. Let's look at uh, 3 John chapter 1. 
Understand how important it is for us to walk in truth. We already looked at first John. Let's look at third John. Third John chapter one. There's only one chapter, actually. We're going to begin reading at verse one. It says, To the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. This is how we ought to live our lives every day. Not worrying about slander and gossip and what might be, what could be. See, so many people spend their time worrying about what somebody else is doing. We just spend our lives walking in the truth. Because that sometimes causes us to worry. And so when you worry, you don't focus. When you're not focused, you're not getting anything accomplished. But if we're walking in the truth, we can make our steps straight. We can move with confidence because we're walking in the truth. And look what it said about the soul when you walk in truth. It says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And I think, you know, in a spiritual context and sometimes even in the physical context, when we're worried about things, the things that we hear and things that people say, then we can't prosper in our soul. They say that ulcers and headaches come from people who worry a lot. But I want us to walk in the truth. Feed your mind with the truth of the word of God. And you can prosper and be in health. You can accomplish the things that that God has put before you because you're focusing on the truth of God's word and the truth of what God says about you. God don't say you're going to fail or you ain't no good or you this or that. He's always lifting you up through the word of God, calling you his own child. We are children of God. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are meat for the master's use. That's what the word of God says about us. So let's walk in the truth. And it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. How sad is it to hear when slanderous things happen in the church? It doesn't make you sad to hear that some scandal happened in a church cross town. Doesn't it grieve your spirit? But how much more, more joyous is it to hear of a church that's doing God's will, whose li- where lives are being transformed, where hearts are being uplifted? It's a great joy when we walk in the truth. And it's my heart's desire that we are shady to walk in truth, that we love one another, that we're prospering together because we're walking together. In the truth. The third thing and the last thing today, we want to walk in the knowledge of God. Look again at John chapter 8, looking at verse uh, 19. It says, Then they said to him, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. These words spoke. Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come. See, it's important for us to know God, to walk in the knowledge of God, to live in the knowledge of God, to dwell in the knowledge of God. Because if we don't know Jesus Christ, the Bible says we don't know his father either. 
And there's this theology out there that is a Jesus-only uh, denomination. They say, you know, there's no three gods. There's only one God, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, how did they, did they not read the word? Well, Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father also. So you can't know the Father without knowing his Son. And how many of you have seen a child that looked just like his daddy? You say, you, he, he, you got spit out by your mom. You look just like your mother. You look just like your father. Because there's a witness there. And so we need to understand that when we know Christ, we also know the Father and we have his spirit living within us. That's the Trinity right there. So we need to walk in the knowledge of God. We won't be so easily misled. Look how the children, how the Pharisees responded. They said to him, where is your father? Now, for generations, the children of Israel have been calling on God for at least 40 and two generations. Calling on the father. But yet when Jesus was standing in their midst, they didn't even recognize him. How sad it would be for us to live all our lives in and around the church and never know him for ourselves. We need to be able to know Christ for ourselves. And it says after that, that these, he spoke these words in the treasury. He was right there in the temple and they still didn't know him. They didn't recognize him for themselves. And I want us to know Christ, to know him for ourselves. So that no matter where we are, that we know that we are walking in the knowledge of God. Lastly and finally, look at John's Gospel, chapter 14. A very familiar passage of scripture as we bring this to a close. John 14, verse 7 says, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I, that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. See, we need to walk in the knowledge of God so that we can know Christ for ourselves. This is not just a ritual that we're doing every Sunday. Showing up here at 11 a.m. to sing and to praise God. But we need to really know him for ourselves. Knowing him in our hearts, in our lives, so that no matter where we are on this journey, we're not walking in darkness. But we're walking in the light, walking in the truth, and walking in the knowledge of God. And I, felt, I feel like many times Jesus feels like what Philip said. Philip said, Lord, you know, show us the Father that it's sufficient to us. You said, have I been with you so long and you still don't know who I am? So I want us to really know Christ for ourselves so that even Christ is, has joy in knowing the fact that we know him. No matter where we are, where we go, that we can believe that he is the Christ, the son of God in our hearts. I pray you understood the message today. The Christian experience enlightened by Jesus. Let us stand. Thank you.